Good morning, everybody. What is going on? Wednesday, May 4th, 2022. Recording time, 6.35 a.m. Eastern. Coming to you from Tampa, Florida. How's everybody doing? This is Thomas Freeme, and this is the Thomas Freeme TV and podcast show. Coming to you with discussions of what's going on in our communities, trying to unite our communities, our citizens, and bring back order to our nation. Power to the people. Today's discussion, I'm going to be talking about the Patriot Act. Now, the Patriot Act is is something that is very detailed, in-depth, and pretty much all about controlling the American citizen, wanting to know exactly what everybody is doing. Now, how the U.S. Patriot Act redefines domestic terrorism. Section 802 of the U.S. Patriot Act expanded the definition of terrorism to cover quote-unquote domestic as opposed to international terrorism. A person engages in domestic terrorism if they do an act dangerous to human life that is a violation of the criminal laws of a state or the United States. If the act appears to be intended to, one, intimidate or coerce a civilian population, two, influence the policy of a government by intimidation or coercion, or three, to affect the conduct of a government by mass destruction, assassination, or kidnapping. Additionally, the acts have to occur primarily within the territorial jurisdiction of the United States, and if they do not, may be regarded as international terrorism. Section 802 does not create a new crime of domestic terrorism. However, it does expand the type of conduct that the government can investigate when it is investigating terrorism. The U.S. Patriot Act expanded governmental powers to investigate terrorism, and some of these powers are applicable to domestic terrorism. The definition of domestic terrorism is broad enough to encompass the activities of several prominent activist campaigns and organizations. Greenpeace, Operation Rescue, Viquez Islands, and WTO protesters and the Environmental Liberation Front have all recently engaged in activities that could subject them to being investigated as engaging in domestic terrorism. One recent example is the Viquez Island protests. When many people, including several prominent Americans, participated in in civil disobedience on a military installation where the United States government has been engaging in regular military exercises, which these protesters oppose. The protesters illegally entered the military base and tried to obstruct the bombing exercises. This conduct would fall within the definition of domestic terrorism because the protesters broke federal law by unlawfully entering the airbase, and their acts were 
for the purpose of influencing government policy by intimidation or coercion. The act of trying to disrupt bombing exercises arguably created a danger to human life, their own and those of military personnel. Using this hypothetical as a starting point, we will go through the U.S. Patriot Act and explore new governmental powers that could be brought to bear on the Vehicus Island protesters whose conduct falls within overbroad definition of domestic terrorism. Now, this is where the problem in lies. Now, you heard me just explain out of the ACLU.org definition breakdown of the Patriot Act domestic terrorism policy. And it uses as a hypothetical example the Vehicus Islands and how protesters illegally broke into a military compound to disrupt bombing campaigns. Now, let's find out what was really going on in the Vehicus Island protests. Many of us probably haven't heard of it. I know I haven't until I started researching this a little bit. But why? My question when I read this was why? Why were these protesters breaking into a military compound, an American military compound? These were American protesters. Why were they breaking into a military compound to stop bombing exercises? Hmm. Now, on April 19, 1999, during a military exercise on Vahikis Island, U.S. Navy planes dropped a bomb and accidentally killed David Sains, a Puerto Rican security guard at the Naval Training Range. Sains' death provoked rekindled public denunciation of naval presence in Vehicus, which other civilian deaths and injuries from naval bombs had already fueled. It also revitalized activism from individuals and organizations including the Committee to Rescue and Develop Vehicus and the Crusade for the Rescue of Vehicus. Ruben Berrios, leader of the Puerto Rican Independence Party and community activists such as Ishmael Guadalupe, Mirna Pagan, and Carlos Zenin, mobilized civilian protests which captivated national and international attention. Despite arrest, these protests led to the permanent shutdown of Vehicus Naval Base after more than 60 years of operation. But this goes to show you, again, how our government is doing things that is against the human code in other countries. And we don't hear about this. These people are over there killing citizens and writing it off as accidental bombing runs. The citizens were protesting, wanted the naval base, the American naval base, off their land. And because you had a couple of Americans that were over there protesting as well, obviously some had got in and tried to interfere. The protest got a little a little radical, a little out of, out of hand. And now they're trying to accuse these Americans of domestic terrorism. The point of all what I'm trying to make is... Our government has, has been committing atrocities around the world. And when we, the people, do not agree with these atrocities and we don't want our government involved, they continue to barrel through at disregard to what the American people want. And anybody that objects is labeled as domestic terrorists. 
now because of the, the Patriot Act. Going on to read the Patriot Act, Section 806 of the Act, could result in the civil seizure of their assets without a prior hearing and without them ever being convicted of a crime. It is by far the most significant change of which political organizations need to be aware. Section 806 amended the Civil Asset Forfeiture Statute to authorize the government to seize and forfeit all assets, foreign or domestic, of any individual entity or organization engaged in planning or perpetrating any act of domestic or international terrorism against the United States or their property and all assets, foreign or domestic, affording any person a source of influence over any such entity or organization or acquired or maintained by any person with the intent and for the purpose of supporting, planning, conducting, or concealing an act of domestic or international terrorism against the United States, citizens, or residents of the United States or the property, or derived from, involved in, or used, or intended to be used to commit any act of domestic or international terrorism against the United States, citizens, or residents of the United States, or their property. This language is broad enough to authorize the government to seize any assets of any individuals involved in the Vehicus Island protest or of any organization supporting the protest of which the person is a member or from any individuals who were supporting the protesters in any way. Possible supporters of the protesters could include student organizations that sponsored participation in the demonstration. The Rainbow Push Coalition, the Reverend Sharpton's National Action Network, and religious or community organizations that provided housing or food to the protesters. So these are threats. This is a threat to the American people that if you disagree with your government, this is what is going to happen to you. Without conviction, without investigation, we will come in and we will seize all of your assets. That means you cannot defend yourself at all. This could happen to anybody who determines the terrorism. So me, as a nonprofit that I'm building up, and I do not accept federal money, I do not accept federal grants, and I'm exposing factually what the government has been doing to our people and our communities and what they continue to do, what is to say they do not put me on a national terrorist watch list? Who's to say that feds do not pull up into my house right now and seize all of my property because I'm telling the people to unite. I'm telling the people to come together, not to overthrow the government, but to take back what's ours, our land, our constitution. It would be very easy for them to do that to anybody. And according to the Patriot Act, they can keep you locked up without investigation, without conviction, all under domestic terrorism. Anybody that speaks out against the opinion of the government is going to be labeled as a domestic terrorist. This is what the Patriot Act has done. It has almost checkmated the American people into government rule. The Patriot Act must go. We must get rid of the Patriot Act. It came in after 2001, which a lot of people feel was a setup to allow the Patriot Act to be put in place. 
This is how our police became militarized. This is how we have tanks rolling through our streets. This is how cops walk around with machine guns now. This is where machine guns are coming into our communities at. Nine times out of ten, these cops are getting them, and, and, and who knows? All I know is, ever since the Patriot Act has been enacted, there's been machine guns in, in, in every neighborhood. There wasn't machine guns back in the 80s and 90s. Very rare did, did an individual get a hold of some weapon like that, because it wasn't in our communities. The police brought all that stuff in. As always, it's very scary to know that federal agents, and let me tell you, I've had federal agents in my house. I've had federal agents roll up on me. It's very intimidating. It's very scary because you quickly know that it is not local cops. This is the, the United States of America. This is the federal government in your house going through your things. The bravado that these people have are completely different because they know that they're backed by the United States of America and there's nothing you can do. It's essentially having the president of the United States in your house going through your things because that's who's going to back them at the end. There's nothing you can do. You have to let it go through the process. These are the fears that we as community leaders have and this is why a lot of these organizations work with the federal government because they don't want that type of issue. So they would rather just hold their hand and wait for the government to give them a little handouts, little scraps, hear a little legislation that they may have wrote up on the floor, maybe even pass it, give them a little publicity. That's all a lot of these organizations are looking for. This is not what I am about. This is not what I'm doing. This is why I will not accept their money. This is why I do not talk with them, essentially. My show, my platform, my foundation is for the people of the community only because I know there is no help there. I'm trying to educate and teach people on these things so that when we're in our communities, we understand that we have to pick one another up. We have to stop selling drugs to each other. We have to stop committing crimes against one another. We have to teach our children better. We have to teach our children to quit committing crimes against your neighbor. Be more responsible as adults because our irresponsibility as adults in our neighborhoods, our irresponsibility to teach our children, our irresponsibility in having children, things of that nature is what is allowing this to happen. We're sending our children into corrupt organizations. We have to stop that. We have to stop feeding this machine. These people are going to war and they're passing legislation without the people's approval. They're just doing what they want to do. All under the guise of saying, well, the people elected us. We're here to do our job. Let us do our job. How many generations past us is going to be paying for all of this debt that they're putting on us? Our schools don't get any better. Our jobs don't pay any more. Yet inflation rises and we're expected. We're expected. We're demanded to pay these things or repercussions will come down on us. And yet we're not approving this. Is somebody really going to sit here and tell me that the majority of the citizens of the United States is all about sending all of this money to Ukraine? An unfiltered tap of our money, our taxpayers' money to go to Ukraine? Are you telling me that the citizens are behind that? That's very hard for me to believe. It's very hard for me to believe that 85 million people voted for this guy. 
But yet we're, we're, we're forgetting these things because we're so overworked and so overpressured in our daily lives. We write off these occurrences a week after we hear them. We got ourselves in this mess. We got ourselves in this mess by being lazy, wanting to be comfortable, and expecting the government to do everything for us. All we had to do was just vote the people in office, and they'll do all the right things for us. We let corrupt people run unchecked, untapped. This is our fault, and we have to clean this mess up for our children. The last couple generations has became a very compliant and lazy human being. And now we just want our children to clean this mess up that we created. We did this by wanting to watch football and worried about all the things that go with that. And, and just through the 80s and 90s, just watching everything just, just blow up. All the marketing blow up, everything. People were looking for ways to get out of work so they could watch more football or, or just do leisure things and, and, and just want to be caught in their emotions and what made them feel good. So all people were worried about was wanting to feel good. And now shit is haywire. And now all I hear from people is, well, the world's, the world's fucked. What can I do? You know, what can I do? The world's gone mad. There's nothing I can do. I'm just one person. It's this defeatist attitude. We got ourselves in this mess, people. We got somebody in the White House that can barely speak. And you're going to sit here and tell me that he's making decisions, global decisions? We know that he's not. So who is? We can assume. We can guess. The Obamas, the Clintons, all of them. But what if it's not them? Is it the UN? Is the UN running this country? Who is running this country? Does our constitution even matter? Other than the, the parts that, that are applicable to oppressing the people, like the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act stripped us of almost 50% of our rights. If you're labeled as a domestic terrorism, it does not. Well, what defines me as a, as a domestic terrorist? We do. We determine that. And guess what? You're a domestic terrorist. No investigation required. No conviction required. Lock his ass up. Seize all his assets. We'll get back to him in a couple months. This is what they're doing, people. Think it's a game. It is not a game. This is what they are doing. We don't hear about it on the news. It's not things that they're reporting. Do you want to live a compliant lifestyle? Do you just want to do what you're told so that you can just be left alone, do your little shopping, do your little errands, enjoy your little TV shows, go to work, come home, knit, sew, play your piano, just be left alone? Is that the kind of life you want? See, the thing about a compliant lifestyle is you have all of those things until you don't. And then they tell you, well, pianos are illegal now. We don't like pianos. They make too much noise, cost too much money to make. We're running out of metal for the strings, whatever. Whatever justification they come to take, take away your piano. Now you comply. The police come to pick up your piano. Now you're just left to play your violin or whatever. And you adapt to that. You justify in your mind, eh, well, I really didn't like the piano anyhow, but I have my violin now. Until you don't. When does the compliance stop? I don't know if you guys have noticed, but it, it's gotten more and more. We're not working. It used to be the man worked a 40-hour week. The wife stayed home, took care of the home, and you could have a sufficient life that way. You could, you could afford a car, a TV. You could do things with your family. There was plenty of family time. That is non-existent anymore. That does not exist in life because of inflation. But our rate of pay has not matched inflation. Why? Because these people are taking our money and putting us in debt at a, at a rate that we can't keep up with. 
And every president that comes in is creating more and more debt. We will never pay off any of this. We will never see this quote-unquote American dream anymore. And now because of the Patriot Act, if we was to stand up and say we're tired of this shit, you guys are domestic terrorists. You're tired of it? Okay. Take all their shit. We'll show them what tired is. You think that you're tired. Oh, now you want all your shit back. Now you're not so tired. Now you're ready to comply. People, this is what they're doing. And you can stay in your little bubble as much as you want until it touches you. And it will touch you because this is something that is growing. It may take a couple years, but it is going to touch you. We either nip it in the bud or we don't. Or what will probably happen in the next 20 or 30 years, they'll end up just rewriting the whole constitution. Or just amending the original constitution out. It states in there that nothing will, will infringe the constitution, but... The Patriot Act does that, and there's so many other acts that they've amended into the Constitution that completely goes against the, the original concept of what the Constitution was supposed to be. We have to do better in our communities. Th these are the solutions. You have to be a better person. You have to be nicer in your community. You have to be more helpful. You have to stop being in your house and worrying about your comforts. And start worrying about the comforts of the community. What does the community need? And how can I help? Even if it's just as an extra body so that when, when bodies are needed at the school because of what the school is doing and parents need to voice their opinion, even just to be there as support, get involved in your community. If there's not an outreach center, create one. Create a place where people can commune and talk about and vent and, and discuss and come with solutions. We need community leaders. We need community centers in every community for individuals to contact when they're having issues with the government in their home. When CPS is in there ripping a woman's children out of their home. Who does she have to call? No one. She's by herself. Neighbors are looking at her in disgust. Shameful. Judgmental. Not even understanding situations or that it could, it could occur to them. That mother feels embarrassed, alone, betrayed, abandoned in her own community that she's paying money for and working for just to survive. Who does she have to call? What support is there for her when these people have ripped her children out of the house? All in the name of, of protecting the children, but we know that's not true. Stats show that's not true. 80% of these children are, are turning up in, in trafficking out of the foster care system. They're being molested, beaten. Who knows what's going on to our children? So we know it's not about, about their safety. We don't know what the agenda is. I'm not here to speculate or assume. I'm only just speaking on facts. We know it's not about the better welfare of the child. That is a fact. Who does that mother have to call? There's no community leaders. There's no community outreach. Where's our activists in the communities that are willing to stand up and go to that woman's house when she calls? Not in violence, but to see what's going on to find out is there a better way to make sure that the children's safety is the utmost concern that there's not trauma happening to these children to make sure that that mother's not there alone left alone these are the things that we have to start doing in our communities we have to start doing them in our communities we have to start understanding that the government is not there to protect us they are not and if we do not do it ourselves, there is not going to be anybody there to do it. And that will that may be all well and fine for you 
in this moment until it's not. Until you're looking for help. Until you're one of these mothers or fathers that are in one of these many groups that I'm in. That sit there and say, I never thought this could happen to me. I've always heard the stories, but I never thought that this could happen to me. It is going to touch your life at some point. The statistics show that over the last 40 years. This Patriot Act is one of the, 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 the biggest atrocities that has been allowed to occur in our nation. And they're adding to it. They're, they're defining it. They're ingraining it more into our society. And it has to be stopped now before it's too late. We have to start speaking out publicly about the things that we want. And if we don't get them, we will start removing these representatives or putting representatives in place. We have to start getting and making sure that people that we want get into place. We have to be involved in all the process and make sure without a shred of doubt that the people that we want in place is getting there. We need to stop voting for politicians. Start voting for the no-names. Politicians have shown us what they're about. Start putting people that come from the community. Stop looking at people because of their past that are trying to make a difference. You see a felon that's, that's running for office? I guarantee that person wants to make changes and he knows how to make them. But because of his past and the walls that they put up in front of him, we don't vote for them. We keep voting for the politician. Why? Why do we keep voting for these politicians, these people who know how to fix our poor communities but has never stepped foot in a poor community? They want to sit up there and tell these stories about how impoverished they were. Get the fuck out of here. You ain't never stepped foot into a poor community. And when you do, you bring all kinds of bodyguards with you. Where's the people's champs at? How come we're not voting people out of our communities in? These politicians that we vote for, how many have, how many know them? It's like these people come out of nowhere. Where do these people come from? Where the hell did Obama come from? Yet they know how to fix our communities and nobody knows these people? They, they never been in the street, putting in no work? Nobody knows these people. Until they get up in front of the news cameras and start speaking. Oh, I like what he says. He's talking some great shit. Yeah, I can vote for this guy. Because you don't want to do no research. It takes too long. You're too fucking busy. I get it, man. That's the design. Keep us occupied. Keep us going. So that we don't have time to look into these things. Monotonous. It's long. It's not fun. Doesn't kick in the endorphins. After five minutes of researching and reading about somebody, this isn't... I'd rather read about Tom Brady. I'd rather read about last night's scores. This shit is boring. I don't want to research into this shit. He's a Republican. Good enough for me. I'm not voting for a Democrat, that's for sure. This is the thought process we must stop. We have to start paying attention to prosecutors. We have to start paying attention to who these people are. Who are you? Where did you come from? What school did you go to? What teaching? What is your thought process? When it comes to prosecutors, what is your track record? Don't go by convictions. That's what these people are looking for. That's all that goes on their record. Convictions. You have to dig deep. You have to know who these people are. All Kamala Harris was worried about was convictions. What did she do to get those convictions? She let innocent people die. 
instead of overturning her convictions. She would rather keep her convictions and let innocent people die. Who are these people? Just like everything else, too much of anything is no good. We all want to have fun, you know? We all want to have fun and we all want to relax. We all want to believe that we're in good hands and that we can just relax and, and do what our part and know that everything is working the way it's supposed to. We all want to believe that. But at what point do you say that that is not reality? At what point do you say these people are working me and they're taking my money and they're not doing with it what they're supposed to be doing? We have to beg for years for infrastructure, but yet they send our money overseas at the drop of a hat. Trump exposed that with that COVID package. Them wanting to send millions and millions and hundreds of millions to fish farms in Indonesia and, and different studies and different nothing had anything to do with covid they passed law in pandemic packages they passed a law that illegal streaming is now a felony had nothing to do with covid but yet it's in a covid package that is what they do the secrecy the lies in order to take our rights and pass laws that we do not agree with because they package them up in these packages that Nobody's going to read. Very few American citizens is going to sit down and read a 7,000-page document, 5,000-page document. This is why they are so monotonous and so long and so convoluted with legal jargon that an American citizen is not going to sit down and read it. At what point do we stop? At what point do we start understanding what they've done? I lay it out in my podcast. I show it to you in the in the, the Supreme Court rulings made in the 1800s that we still reside under today. I explain it to you in how the Supreme Court has made itself discretionary, not at the voice of the people, their own self. This is the process of how the government has been locking itself in to protect itself from the people. When your Supreme Court, which we, the people, have a right to, this is this Supreme Court is supposed to be to protect us from the tyranny of the government. When it now has made itself discretionary, that means that they can choose, they can choose what they want to hear. They can tell an American citizen, no, we will not hear your case. We feel it has nothing to do with anything, so therefore we're not going to waste our time with it and we're not going to hear it. They have the discretion to choose what they want to hear. And they only hear like four or five cases, six cases a year. Lifetime appointed seats. We have a person in there now that couldn't even answer questions about the Constitution of America. I've asked four police officers live on the spot what their Fourth Amendment is and they couldn't even answer it. Couldn't even begin to answer it. Didn't even know what it was. People, these are serious allegations. How... Can you expect to be protected by people who don't even know your rights? Don't even care. The cops would laugh. They would giggle like it was a joke. I put them on the spot. Oh, man, man. This is not funny, man. I was talking to a friend the other day that says she was out walking one day. And she, she, you know, she's a black woman and she was walking and she got stopped. She lives in this neighborhood. She got stopped because some of the neighbors saw her walking. They didn't know who she was. So the cop stopped, asked her what she was doing, ID'd her, 
found out she lived in the neighborhood, sent her on her way. To her, it was just a compliant thing. Officer stopped, wanted to know who she was. She had no, she wasn't doing anything wrong. She had nothing to hide. She complied, let the officer know, and that was it. But now when I explained to her how her rights were violated in that, she couldn't understand. How were my rights violated? They have the right to know they do not. You mean to tell me just because somebody looks at you and has a problem that they can call the police and want you investigated? No. How does that make you feel free? No. That cop has no right to even respond to that call, let alone to stop or hinder your progress in any kind of way. You weren't committing no crime. You weren't doing anything wrong. That cop had no reason to even stop and question you, let alone ID you. How do you know that was even a cop? Just because he had a uniform on, he pulls up in a cop car or something of that nature. Now you don't gave this man your address. How do you know he's, he was even on call? How do you know he wasn't some crooked cop? Looking to rob, looking to rape. Who knows what these cops do? They do it, I promise you. And you can sit here and argue with me till you're blue in the face. But it's factual. The question is, what are we doing? We're constantly sending our children into it for what? Why are we sending our children into a corrupt organization? We walk around all day talking about how corrupt our organization is, yet we send our children into it with hopes what? To change it? Your one child is going to change the whole system? No. They're going to become part of it. And like Jeffrey Dahmer's mother sat there and, 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 and on the news talking about how great of a boy he was, we're going to do that with our children as well, even though that they're killing innocent people, setting people up, or allowing these things to happen. You're just as guilty. You cannot call yourself a good person if you are watching bad things happen and not saying anything. You yourself are compliant. You are a compliant individual. You comply. They've trained us to be that way, to be compliant. The alpha mind has been under attack since the inception of trying to attack the alpha. They try, they've been trying to eliminate the alpha mind. Either back in the day they would just try to eradicate them, kill them, throw them off the boat... However they were doing it, then they tried to incarcerate all these alphas, if you call them rebellious or anything of that nature, incarcerate them. Anybody that speaks out is a problem starter and has worked. You can see that on these airplanes. We're seeing the atrocities in front of us and we still denounce them and make justifications instead of just labeling them for what they are. We see them on, on flights. Somebody speaks out in their own opinion. All the citizens on the flight will turn against that one person. Because they got places to go. They got things to do. This is my money, my ticket, and I want to comply. And shame on you for not complying. We turn against each other in the drop of a hat. All these videos, all these news articles and videos that we see of these people on these planes. Have we seen one yet where the whole plane rallied behind the other citizen against this corporation? No, because all you're worried about is yourself. This is what I mean about sticking up for each other and protecting one another against these big corporations, America included, because that's a big corporation. There's a social experiment going around on TikTok of a guy 
snatching a kid in public. There's several experiments going around. One where a person walks up and has a child sitting there and he talks to the child trying to, to buy the child ice cream and get the child to go with them. And nobody gets involved. But the, the snatching one is is what is is alarming because people are walking by and this person just runs by and snatches a child and runs down an alley and people just keep on walking. Some will maybe look down or maybe they're walking with somebody and they'll, they'll point out. But nobody goes and checks. Some just keep on walking like they didn't even see it. Compliance. You'd rather not get involved. <sighs> Compliant. Sandusky. Jerry Sandusky. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Sandusky and what he was doing out there in Penn State with his boys program, but he was raping children. His assistant coach walked in and saw him in the midst of having a small child in a headlock from behind. He turned around and walked away as if he saw nothing and reported it to no one. Until later he reported it to the 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 head guy, Joe something, I can't remember his name, but compliant. He allowed it to happen because he was scared to speak up, say anything, because his job, his career was more important to him. Because he worked hard to get where he was at, and he finally got there, and he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to jeopardize that. His career was more important to him than a small child being raped by a grown man who happened to be his boss. How compliant are you? What would you do? Think about that. I want you to honestly think about what would you turn a blind eye to to save your career, to not be involved, to just leave it alone and let somebody else deal with it. Somebody will find out eventually. But that never leaves you. That always stays in your thoughts. Every time you close your eyes, it's there. You have to suppress it. You have to justify. Where does it stop? In the news, an officer just killed an unarmed 12-year-old boy who was handcuffed laying on his stomach. The officer knew he was unarmed. The officer knew he was apprehended and yet still pulled out his gun and shot a 12-year-old child in his back and killed him. Cold-blooded murder. Our police officers. It just happened in Philadelphia, I believe. That somebody's son who sent their child into the police thinking that they were going to make changes, do better. I think people are becoming police now because they know that the power that they weld and they, they, they're going in there with corrupt minds. I think our police are littered with people like that. Cops and robbers type attitude. And we feed them. Back the blue. Back the blue. Back the blue. Twelve-year-old boy shot dead. I believe it was a white kid, too. He looked white. Not that it matters, but... We only see when the officers kill black people. 
That's all that we see. Cops are killing everybody. They don't matter. It doesn't matter what color you are. What are we doing? Are we conscious of what we're doing? We drop our children off at a place called school, and we trust this school to teach our children right. We have no idea what's going on in that school. We tell them to just listen to our, listen to what the teachers tell you. Follow the curriculum. It's it's it's, it's mind blowing what's going on inside of our schools now. It's it's almost unbelievable. Like, I didn't deal with none of that stuff when I was in school. I didn't have to go up and tell the teacher I was straight or gay. What what kind of what kind of foolishness is that? A child has to go announce to the teacher their sexual orientation? Are you freaking kidding me? What is going on with this world? Who in their right mind thinks that is normal? How embarrassing for a child. But who has time for that? We got to work. We got bills to pay. My daughter's getting ready to go to college, and I can't even have, I, I don't even have time to really sit down and digest her issues and what she's going through. Because I have to work from sunup to sundown every day. I have friends who have to kidnap me, pull me away from, from myself, just to get a day or two's relaxation away from, from work. Because if not, I, I don't stop. I have to keep going. Just to stay, just to stay ahead. I'm not even ahead. I'm still behind. And it's all because we have so many taxes of all of this money these people have sent and done. Don't forget about when Bush left. See, we forget about these things. Mike Brown, when Bush left and rushed that package, that billion dollar package through right before he left and then all the money came up missing and then Obama came in and started this quote-unquote fictitious investigation into where the money went and then we didn't hear about it anymore but we're still paying taxes on that aren't we these presidents make six figures 250,000 a year I think is what the salary is for the for the president the presidency yet these people have millions these people are living in mansions look at Nancy Pelosi during the pandemic, she's showing her, she has a refrigerator, and, and, and mind you, it was about a $6,000 refrigerator full of nothing but Haagen-Dazs ice cream, because that's her favorite ice cream. You'll never see this woman in the same blouse. She has matching masks for every one of her blouse, and she's not even the president of the United States. Look what Biden just filed on his taxes. Yet he's worth millions now all of a sudden. We're working to make these people rich. Our children are going to be working even more and harder than what we are. And their children is going to be working twice as hard as that. Because the spending is not going to stop. They're not just going to say, okay, no more spending. Let's catch up on all this here and then we'll start to spend again. No. The next president is going to come in and guess what? We need funding for this. We need funding for that. Now we're taking it from other places. Because we just can't put more taxes on the people. We can't do that. So now we just got to take it from other places that are supposed to be for other things. And we'll write a bill that says that it's okay. And then we'll send that shit to Ukraine. And this is what the people want, eh? This is what the people are voting for? Oh, I forgot. We voted the people in. Let them do their job. What do we do? 
What do we do, people? Be a better person in your community. Be a better person in your community. Stop judging people. Stop looking at people and judging people for what you think they are because of what you saw in the news. Start talking to people. Start saying hello. Hey, how you doing? Good morning. Good afternoon. Can I help you with that? Looks like you're having a bad day. Is there something that I may be able to help you with? Do that to a complete stranger, no matter what color they are. Help. Let us trust one another in our communities again. The only time we come together is when an outside entity attacks us, or so they say. We'll come together. Nothing else matters then. We're proud Americans then. I understand you're tired of the crime. I understand you're tired of the violence. I get it. I'm trying to explain to you on my podcast why that has occurred, why it keeps occurring, and how to stop it. You, yourself, can stop it. It takes two people to create a toxic environment. How do you contribute to the toxicity in your community? Are you going out into your community emotional because you watch the news and now you're you're emotional without even really knowing that you're emotional? You're driving through traffic emotional. You're cutting people off. You're not allowing people into traffic. You see somebody with their blinker on. You want to speed up so they can't get over because you'd rather be one car ahead of them instead of behind them. You got two lanes. Are you staying in the right lane so people can't turn right instead of just moving over a lane at a red light? If every one of us was conscious to these things, there would be no traffic. Sure, we'd have cars out on the road, but it'd be an even flow because everybody was working in unison. Everybody was thinking for the other person to keep the flow. These are the things that you personally can do in your community every day that will affect. And if each one of us were doing these things, change would occur. That's all I have for you guys today. These are just important notes to take out. And and please, just keep these things in the forefront of your mind. Just keep them in the forefront of your mind. Stay conscious. Stay conscious to your feelings is what I mean. Just stay conscious to the fact I'm aggravated. I'm depressed. I'm happy. Stay in that. Stay conscious to the fact that environmental things will try to deter you, will make you emotional. Stay conscious to that. Don't allow it to happen. Somebody in in public is, is rubbing you the wrong way. Stay conscious to that. I will not allow this person to bring me into this emotion. If you're having a hard time doing that, walk away from it. Get away from it. Don't allow yourself to succumb to it. Don't become involved in it because that's what creates the toxic environment. And then bad things happen from that. No matter what the situation is, you walk into your home. Your spouse is cheating on you. It is what it is. Of course you're going to become emotional, but just leave. What has happened has happened. Leave, let the emotions subside, and then plan your next moves from there. But emotional outbursts is what is what creates the trauma, what, what creates the chaos, the life-altering decisions. Please, just control, be patient, have understanding. We are all going through severe pressure 
in our communities. We all have stresses. We all have concerns. We all have pressure on us. Understand that when you're out. Hold doors for people. Give people breaks. Let things slide. Apologize, even if you're not wrong. It's not a time for ego. We've been through that. We let it get out of control. This is why we're such an entitled nation now. This is why we can judge people the way that we want to and not even know anything about this person because we feel we're entitled to do so. We have to understand that we have to let that go. Put pride, ego to the side. Stuff is not important, man. If you feel somebody stepping on that, get away from them. Eliminate them out of your out of your character, out of your presence. Don't let people trigger you. And the only way you can understand that is by remaining in consciousness. Understanding that this person triggers you. It could be your parents. It could be your spouse. It could be your siblings. It could be anybody. If somebody is triggering you to make you pull you off your square, you have to get away from that person. It's time for change. Embrace it. Welcome the change. Welcome the challenge of change. Stop living in this comfortable little bubble because it gets smaller and smaller until it pops. And then you realize that it wasn't a bubble at all. So these are my messages to the, to the people of the world, to all my citizens in other countries going through what you're going through. I pray for you and I wish you the best. The same applies. Be your best self. Stay in consciousness. Stay strong. Know that good will always overcome evil. These are dangerous times. Our minds are under attack. People want to know and control our thoughts. We control that by remaining in consciousness. So I love you guys. I wish you guys the best. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay sane. Learn as much as you can and please put down the distractions. Limit them. Limit them. Stay conscious to how distracted you are. How much time you're spending in front of the TV. Listening to things. How much time are you spending just processing and thinking in silence, meditating? If you have an hour's drive to work, use that hour just to think. Don't have anything on. Don't listen to the radio. Don't listen to your morning talk show because you, you know, you want to get a couple giggles in. That's what makes you feel good. No, think. Problem solve. Prioritize. Goal set. I love you guys. Please stay safe today.